Welcome back to the Rocky Retirement Show. I'm your host, Kathy Klein, and today we're talking about retiring early, but not just retiring early for no reason. We're going to talk specifically about retiring early to travel. And I love to travel. If you do too, then this is the episode for you. In this show, we'll show you how to retire early and how early retirement doesn't mean that you need to be bored. And we'll also find out if it's true that you can't travel because you have a tight budget. Today's guests are Keith and Tina Paul, and they are early retirees that live abroad and love to travel. They put their love for travel, writing, and photography into a website they started called Retire Early and Travel. But before we dive in, I wanted to tell you that this episode is brought to you by the Baby Boomers 30-Day Journal. This write-in journal helps you keep your life on track by tracking what's important. Those are the six pillars of retirement that we've talked about on this show. And you can get a copy by going to rockyourretirement.com journal. Okay, I won't make you wait any longer. Let's go ahead and bring on Keith and Tina Paul. Keith and Tina, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Please tell my listeners what gave you the idea to travel and retire young. Hi, Catherine. Thanks. Hi, Catherine. Well, you know, our children were traveling. They were working abroad and living abroad, and we thought, boy, it must be nice to be our kids. <laughs> right. And then we traveled to Guatemala. We met some people. We were still both working, weren't even thinking of retiring. And we met some people who were living abroad and were living on a lot less money than we would need to retire in the U.S. And that just got us thinking. I'll let you pick it up from there. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I, we went home from that, that trip. And again, we, we both had very stressful jobs. We, we enjoyed our work, but it was a stressful life. And while we were able to travel, um, I, got, I got a lot of vacation, but still we wanted to travel more. But anyways, we got home and I started doing the math and I said, you know what? I think we could actually retire now if we lived abroad and instead of trying to retire in, in Pasadena, California, where we lived. Oh, that's um, really expensive too. Oh, yes. <laughs> right? I mean, you know, and, and when people retire, you know, one thing that's really big on us is you want to at least maintain your, your lifestyle. Or better, you know, but, but to, you know, to have to live down, most people don't want to do that. However, we said we did the numbers and living abroad, we actually could live the same lifestyle that, that we're, we are doing now in, in uh, California, and we could actually retire at 55. Oh my gosh, you guys retired at 55? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I bet you didn't think you could do that when you were living in Pasadena, right? Yeah, well, no, no. you're right. I mean, other, 70. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Right. California is just so expensive. I know that's so, where I live. I live in San oh, Diego. Okay. You're in San Diego, I believe, right? That's right. Yeah. 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 Okay. So you were in Guatemala when you met this other couple that retired early, right? Yes. So did you think about moving to Guatemala at the time or what, what was going through your head? Yeah, we actually were in Antigua and we loved Antigua. And um, we actually... But after a week, you thought, oh, could we live here all year round, year after year? It's beautiful. Don't get me wrong. But it's a small city, and, yeah. and we would have got bored real easy. Yeah. So we, we, we got on the Internet, and we kind of looked at, like, the top retirement, expat retirement communities. And Antigua was actually, I think, number 10 at the yes. time. And we were looking at all of them, and, and uh, Cuenca was number one. 
So we actually had some like a checklist. And Oquinka is in Ecuador, by the way. And we made a list of the 10 or 15 most important things that we wanted. Some things were, um, we wanted a walkable city because we did not want to own a car. It's good for your health to walk. And we wanted a um, nice climate, something like Southern California climate, maybe not as hot as it can get in the summer. We, we didn't want to be across the world, like in Europe, because we wanted to be a little bit closer to the U.S. We still had our kids there and, and, our, and my mother was living there. So we didn't want to be too far away. Um, we, we already spoke a little Spanish. We liked the Latin culture, so we really kind of wanted to be in a, in a Latin country. We wanted a city that was big enough to give us plenty to do. So Cuenca has 600,000 inhabitants, you know, it, it's, and, and not a lot of that. Maybe, what would you say, six, 7,000 are expats? Yeah, of that. Yeah, if that many. And, so, and then Cuenca is also in, um, at an altitude of 8,500 feet. So we get like 70 degree year round weather. We really don't have too much of a seasonal change. And there's no bugs here because we're so high in altitude. No mosquitoes. Oh, really? No bugs. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So nobody has screens on their windows. Okay. So that's awesome. So actually, Cuenca was one of the places that I had asked my husband and I, you know, before he was diagnosed with cancer. We had seriously considered, you know, not, well, I had seriously considered it. Let's just say that. He was not seriously considering it. And one of the reasons was because of hospitals. You know, he believes that the hospital care in the U.S. is much better than in other countries. But he also talked about the climate because I had said, you know, hey, Cuenca's got a climate that's very similar to California, you know, California, 70 degrees, all the things that you said. But he said, okay, but here were his objections. First of all, he thought it was going to be much more humid. Is that is that true? Yeah, not quite. We have a we have a nice humidity that keeps your skin well. You don't get dried out, but you don't feel humid because of the cooler temperature. So it goes from 30 to 50%. And that's, that's 50 is where you want it to be. Below 50 is difficult. That's more like Palm Springs if you're getting that low. Well, it's been pretty humid in, in San Diego lately. <laughs> so oh, okay. like, we, 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 nobody ever says it's humid here. Okay. No, it's obviously it's dry it. here. Okay. And then he also said, I'm not going to be able to get my things. I won't be able to get good internet. I won't be able, you know, like if I, he gave me an example of an island, like, you know, an island that you have in your kitchen. Yeah. He said that there were, somebody had told us, or maybe it was my husband that said that he knew somebody who lived overseas and they wanted to build an island. And so they told the person what to build. And basically the person built cinder block and made a, a completely <laughs> solid, island with no storage because it was made out of you know basically it was a big cement sure. block and they had to tear the whole thing out and redo it so <laughs> have you heard any little fun stories or how can i counteract him and say no it's it's cool yeah so well you know so first off Moth, um you're as a, when you come here and get your residency you are you can bring a container of your stuff from the united states that's an option some people ship a container here we did and it, you get it duty free. So you can bring a lot of things with you. 
So sure, you cannot get everything here that you can get in the United States. I'll admit that. You know, but my biggest thing that I miss is being able to order on Amazon.com and get it the next day. Oh, so can you order on Amazon at all? You can, but the, the tariffs and the taxes you pay to get something in here is difficult. So you really don't do it unless you absolutely need it. But that's you know that said, there are, you can still pretty much get so, so many things here. You know, and to talk about your island, we have. The carpenters here, the people that, that how the things they can make with their hands, it's amazing. So buying furniture here, custom made furniture, is so inexpensive. You know, and you just tell them exactly what you want. Yeah, and, and she asked about internet. We oh, have high speed internet access. Has it yeah, gotten I mean, better over the years? Oh yeah, this I have better internet here than I did in in, in LA. So I have um, I get uh, sixty meg download fiber optic cable you know fiber optics download 60 meg i pay 30 dollars a month no way yeah 30 bucks a month that is awesome now what about your phones can you how are what about your cell phones yeah we both have cell plans so we have local cell plans we have um, sim cards you know that are local and so we have local phone numbers so we can call our friends and all that and and we pay um like 25 dollars a month each for our cell phones. And that's for local service. You're not calling Pasadena. No. No, we use like WhatsApp, oh. Skype, Facebook Messenger. We, we also have a, um, uh, a VoIP phone. Okay. So we have a phone number, a US phone number. People can call us and they don't even know that we're in Ecuador. Right, right. Isn't that awesome? Okay, now I have to go back because one of the first guests that I had moved to Costa Rica when she was like 40? Like she retired really early, moved to Costa Rica with her husband. It was her idea. She, they had kind of talked about it, but they went there on vacation and they said, oh my gosh, we have to move here. Well, they wound up getting a divorce. So tell me about how you, like whose idea was it? Who wanted to go more than the other person? How did you talk them into it? And, you know, just how's it going? So first of all, this is probably going to be uh, but Keith and I have been together since we were 18. Oh, how so sweet. we start, yeah. you know, we started dating the month after we graduated high school and we were married when we were 24. So what is it? Uh, our 33rd wedding anniversary this year, um, this week, in fact, Friday. Happy Friday. anniversary. Thank, Thank you. you. So, but you know, we, we get along fine together. I mean, we were each other's best friends way back then. Of course, it was different when we were working because we both left each day, went to work, saw other people, and then came home and you talk about your day. And now some days, just some, we spend all day together. But we do a lot of other things here too, and we're not always together. Yeah, and um, yeah, so so we, we, you know, back to the, when we decided to retire, we, we both love to travel. We both, you know, she was a little bit cautious. She says, are we going to be able to afford to do it, you know? And I would have preferred to wait two more years. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, she uh, wants us to make all our plans that we're going to live to 95 years old. <laughs> okay. So that kind of makes the money go out a little bit longer. Now that you're living in Cuenca, isn't everything organic there? Uh, yeah, actually most is. And, and not because they farm organically, more because they just don't want to put the money into the chemicals to put on their on their uh, crops and 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 given you know if they're we're a little bit where they're where they farm at it's a little bit lower it's not at 8500 feet but 
Um, we don't have quite as many uh, pests as they do in some of the other countries. So you're probably yeah. going to live to 100 then. So I, I agree with her. I believe. Yeah. I mean, Tina, 120. Tina's a uh, naturopathic doctor by trade. So um, we, we do eat very, very healthy, and it's easy to eat healthy here in Cuenca. Yes, yes. I mean, we go up every, what are we, Tuesdays, or Tuesday morning, Monday, Monday morning, sorry. Monday and Saturday. Are the um, markets where the farmers literally bring their their produce from their... They pick it right. in the morning. It's picked no earlier than 5 a.m., and by 9 a.m. we're buying it, and they live two hours away, and that is all organic. Yeah. They have never used a pesticide on their farm. There's two different farms that do this. So one day it's one farm and then on Saturday it's a different farm, but they've never used pesticides ever. And they do use pesticides like, you know, bananas and stuff here are grown by the major banana producers and they definitely use everything they use any other place, you know. But uh, and, and produce is so cheap here too, though. I mean, like. Oh, yeah. Uh, broccoli that would cost me four dollars in California costs fifty cents here. Organic. Oh my gosh, that a is huge awesome. of broccoli for fifty cents. So then, with all the money you're saving on food, you can use it to travel from Cuenca to wherever you want to go, right? That's right. Well, retire early and travel helps us to travel too. Um, we knew we had enough money to retire early, and we had enough money to go back to the U.S. once or twice a year and maybe a really nice trip somewhere. But we're traveling almost 50% of the year, so we needed to find a way to make that happen, and we started Retire Early and Travel. Yeah, so we, we, we really worked on building the website up so that we could help augment our travel experiences and expenses right so that, that's really what we do now and now in the, you know being an IT background you know we, we, we get almost 320,000 visitors a month to our website wow we have over yeah and we have over 120,000 social media followers so now people are coming to us to, to travel to their destinations and so it, it allows us to travel more and actually stay at better places than maybe we would normally mm-hmm that's awesome. So so you said you were in IT, but my husband's in IT and he doesn't know anything about building up a website to that many visitors. How did do, were either of you in PR or anything like how did you learn how to do that? Well, Tina had a practice, or, you know, she was a, a doctor. She had a practice, so um we did a lot of social media, a lot of uh, blogging, writing for... Oh, I wrote for newspapers. Newspapers. You have to put yourself out there in any kind of professional field where you need to bring people to you. I mean, any successful doctor, lawyer, you know, anybody who does something on their own, therapist, whatever, needs to draw their patients, their clients, whatever, to them. So we did a lot of... Stuff like that. Yeah, so we did a lot of practice. Yeah, a lot of marketing, a lot of PR. So we kind of just learned it. You know, when I, where I worked, although I was an, an executive, I, I did used to do the programming and all that sort of stuff. So I had a lot of teams working for me. So, um, you know, I, I learned a lot from them, I have to say. so. And he's yeah. always had an interest in this. So even though he was, um, he was chief technology officer at a hospital, he always loved the Internet. He loved... Web work. Um, web work and that kind of stuff from the time it originated back with the first computers and the Apple IIEs and stuff. So, <laughs> Wow, how interesting. Yeah, okay, so we are almost out of time, but I want to get just 
another question in, and I think I'm going to have to have you come back on the show. Would you be willing to come back? Oh, certainly. Absolutely. Okay, great. So if somebody, let's say somebody wants to retire, but they're not a blogger, like how much money does it take to live? Let's, let's just say in Cuenca. Let's say you like an average home, not a 3,500 square foot home. I mean, you know, like, could somebody live on their social security check with nothing else? Let's say they have no money saved. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. We know a lot of people here that do that. So for a single person, you think they could get away on 1100 a month? Yeah, 1100 a month. All in. Food, rent. They no. might not be traveling back and forth to U.S. a lot. But, yeah, I think they could completely cover their living expenses here on 1100 a month. Wow. I, I can tell you, and this is a little bit sad, but, but we know somebody, because we, we um, brought something back for this person from the United States. Um, she has Social Security only. And she makes $600 a month. 600 and she lives here. Now, what's sad about it is she can't leave. Right, because how can she get home? I mean... And quite frankly, how can any some, anybody live at $600 in the United States? No. Even in some of the lowest places. I, I, I just can't imagine that. And But that's all she has. And she's living fine here. Um, you know, but I, I do know she would like to go back, but she can't. So yeah, so eleven hundred dollars is great, and and two thousand for a, a couple easily, I think. Well, and you're you're living really well on that. On two thousand, yeah, you're going out to dinner, socializing with your friends, because living in a nice place in a really nice location. You know, believe it or not, we we just moved into this house about in February. And this is the largest house we've ever lived in our entire life. You're kidding. Okay, so just between us, how big is your house? It's 4,600 square feet. Oh, my yeah, gosh. No, that's crazy. People say, why do you want it? But, but, you know, we love entertaining. So we've had some nice parties here. Our, our son, who lived in China for the last seven years, actually moved here now. So he lives, like, he pretty much has a whole upstairs and... It's nice because he watches our house when we travel. He watches our dogs when we travel. Yeah, we have two little dogs, and that was a real problem. If you're going to travel six months out of the year, we don't want to take them someplace. Yeah. So, so he is. Did you do trusted house sitters? No, we actually yeah. found a, a pet sitter here. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. So we didn't have a house before. Before we only had an apartment, so we could just lock and go. Now, did you buy this house, or did you, are you renting it? No, we're renting. We're renting. We. It's really important to us to 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 not be locked to down. To hide down. You know, we. Yeah, we want to be able to to leave when we want to. I mean, we we travel so much. What if we decide we want to live in another country that we travel to? It's so nice. You know, we, we really can do that now. It's um, although we love it here, and you know, we we did a big lease on this house, but leases here you can break real easy. But we just want to keep it open. Wow. That is so cool. Okay, so can you tell us, or is this getting too personal? What do you pay for a forty-six hundred square foot house? No, I don't mind telling you. We 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 pay a thousand dollars a month, which must which be a lot. lot of money. Right, yeah. it's a lot of money for Cuenca. Our apartment, I'll tell you, was seven hundred dollars, and then there's something called a liquida, which covers your water, your trash pickup, and so that was eighty-five. So total there, we paid seven hundred and eighty-five dollars. Yeah, and you can actually see the apartment that we're talking about if you go to our website, because I think I told you earlier we were actually featured on an episode of International House Hunters. Okay, so that is going to be a whole nother episode. 
of Rocky Retirement because I, t- I completely want to ask you about that. I think this is going to be a part one and part two. Um, so, oh my gosh, I wonder what a 4,600 square foot house costs like in Iowa or something. Now we are both, all three of us are from California. Forget it. A 4,600 square foot house in California is just ask her, you know, hugely expensive. We, we, we lived a long time in Florida and I think you'd probably pay about 3,500, maybe 4,000. For in, a, rent. in rent for a house that big in Florida. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. So is there anything, cause we need to wrap this up. And I, basically what you're saying is you don't have to have a lot of money. You can move to another country such as Ecuador, Cuenca. And from there, you can make that your home base. And from there you can travel and you can still, if you have a decent amount of income, say 2000 a month or something like that, you'd even be able to go home a couple times a year and see your kids or grand. Oh, here's my question. This is the biggest question. What about the grandkids? Now, I know your son is living with you, but do you have any grandkids back home and are you just missing the heck out of them? That would be the number one obstacle to moving. Yeah, that's another reason why we didn't buy here. No, we do not have any grandchildren. Our daughter is living back in California now. When we first did this, she was in South Korea. Neither of them even have a boyfriend or girlfriend yet, so we're a little ways away from grandchildren. But I've told Keith that grandchildren could change things I mean, because we, I want to be with them. You know, So I don't know. We know people that have moved back because of grandkids. Lots of people, yeah. yeah. Is that a but reason? We, why you're not purchasing a house also, because just in case. Uh, I, I, I don't know about grandkids. Probably more that we might find another country we want to live yeah. in. <laughs> but it is, a, it is a thought, if you, you know, to keep in mind. But, but then what Keith says is that if we have grand, grandchildren and we want to go back six or seven times a year, that's not out of the question. Because you, you had some savings. You didn't move with just no, I mean, obviously, if you're in your 50s, you didn't have Social Security yet. Yeah, no, no, we still no. have a decade to go yet. Let me, let me, <laughs> let me tell you, just, just off the money, when, I, when we, um, we ended up driving to Florida, we made Florida our permanent residence because my mom lives there. So we're, and there's no state income tax yeah. in Florida. Awesome. So you know, right now, technically, we live with my mother. Okay. Because <laughs> yeah. you have to maintain a U.S. address for income tax purposes because we are still U.S. citizens. Yeah, well, and to get credit cards. Some credit card companies don't like giving it to people who live overseas and stuff. But my point was we, we drove my car there and we sold my car in Florida. And our first year and a half of living here, we lived off the money just from the what I sold my car for. You must have had a really expensive car. I didn't. I, I had a Jeep Grand Cherokee. <laughs> Nothing expensive. It was paid for. And, you know, you but, know, but the point is, you just don't need, you know. Was, so, you know, my point is to people is, is just think about, like, maybe possibly living over, you know, living abroad. It's little decisions like that can, that can really make a difference in when you retire and how much money you need to retire. Well, we do know people who do have grandchildren who go back anywhere from six to ten times a year. So it's possible. That is good. Did you save enough money while you were working to where if you move back to the United States, you, you'll have enough money? Uh, we would not be able to, to live, I think, the same lifestyle that we're living now or that we used to live in, you know, especially if we moved to California. Now, if we moved to Florida, 
you know, we probably could do okay. We probably have to buy a car again. I'm not sure there's any cities you can actually just walk around. Kentucky, maybe Iowa. Yeah. You know, you could move somewhere over there. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure we'd get by and, and, and... I think we would probably go back to work. <laughs> so I have to get a job. I, I disagree. <laughs> I, I would never go back to work. I am retirement way too much to ever go back to work. I think we would get by in Florida or some other, you know, not, not California, and we could make it work. Awesome. Wow, that yeah. is great. Okay, so can we have you back on the show? Absolutely. We'd love to. Okay, sure. great. Oh, now, let my listener... Um, know about anything, any place you want to point them to on your website or anything really interesting before we say goodbye? Well, you know, go to, go to www.retireearlyintravel.com. Um, and we have, you know, besides all the places we travel to and the great experiences, we, we have some great um, articles about early retirement, things you can do to, to make money to get there quicker, choices you can make. We actually take you through the process of what it was like to get a residency visa here in Ecuador um, and shipping a container. Shipping a container, yeah. We also have a page called Travel Now, which you can go to um, for great travel deals. Um, you know, I think one of the biggest travel hacks, you know, when you're when you're looking for travel, is compare, compare, compare. Whether it's you know it, whether it's a hotel or a flight, and and we just have an easy way to, that'll pop up all these windows to compare and look through all different kinds of uh, booking agencies to to find a place to travel and, and get the best deal. Great. Yeah, we're all for travel hacking, wherever you can do it. Love yeah. it. Absolutely love it. Okay, great. So I will put a link in the show notes to your website, both of both of your web. Those are two separate websites, right? No. No, what? No. All one. Okay. The menu, top of the menu has all the little links. Yeah. Okay, great. So I'll put a link in. And thank you so much for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. This has been great fun. Great. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you. Thank you. And for the listener... We'll see you next time on Rock Your Retirement. Oh, wait, I wanted to thank you again for listening to the Rock Your Retirement show. If you're a new listener, a good place to start is episode 116. This explains the six pillars of retirement lifestyle and our general philosophy. Episodes 1 through 236 can be thought of as an encyclopedia. These are topics that may or may not be interesting to you. You can listen to the ones that you're interested in and forget the rest until the issue becomes an issue for you. And that's okay. I actually don't recommend starting with episode one and working through until the most recent. That's actually not how the show was designed. Of course, if you want to do that so you can see how the show changed over time, you're welcome to. Now, starting in August, actually August 31st of 2020, we changed the format of the show. The monthly episode starting with 237 follow a real retiree from her pre-announcement through her first year of retirement. There might be bonus episodes, but we're committed to monthly. If you've enjoyed any of our past shows or the show that you've just listened to and you want to support us, you can do so 
in any of the four ways. One, share this episode with a friend or family member who needs to hear it. This is the most important way that people find us. Since our audience is typically older, we grow by having our listeners share our episodes with others. Two, subscribe to or follow the show using whatever podcast catcher you're listening on right now. Now, if you're listening on your computer, you can listen on your smartphone by going to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, iHeartRadio, Spotify. I mean, I believe on all of them. If you can't find us on the podcast catcher that you'd like to use, send us a note on the website at rockyourretirement.com and we'll make sure that we get on your favorite podcast app. But basically, what you do is you download the app and then you search for the show and when you find it, you'll hit subscribe. Make sure it's the Rock Your Retirement Show and that you hear my voice when you listen. Um, actually, there were some episodes where Henry Shapiro was a guest. Uh, we, we actually downloaded some of his episodes. So if you hear him, it's probably still the, the same show. There were maybe 34 or 35 episodes back in the beginning that we hosted on our show. Uh, when he decided to leave podcasting. Number three, how you can support us is by leaving a review. Whatever podcast app you're listening to normally has the option of leaving a review, either a written review saying how great the show is or just with stars. Five stars is typically the best. And of course, we're shooting for those five-star reviews. And if you tell us why you like the show, what you liked about it, it's actually easier for other people to understand what the show's about. A lot of people, when they find our show, they think it's about money. And of course, by now, you know that it's not. Number four, if you'd like to support us financially, of course, we're always appreciative of that. Just go to rockyourretirement.com slash support and it will take you to our page where you can support us financially. Thanks again and we'll see you next time on Rock Your Retirement. Bye!